Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Good morning, everyone. All right. I'm going to give everybody a minute or two to jump on. I know there's a couple of people waiting. So in the meantime, um, we're doing this quick training. Uh, I'm trying to make a habit of doing these uh, on Saturday. Uh, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to because those of you that if this is your first time joining us, uh, we are in the middle of relocating the office to Indiana. I made that announcement last week. And, um, okay, good morning, good morning, all right. And um, one of the big concerns that come with that is, you know, I've got kids and everything else, so it's just a bit bit stressful. So I'm going to try to do this as long as I can, and then there might be a pause for a week or two, and then I'll come back to it as soon as I get everything set, finished, set up out there. So one, what we are going to actually talk about here, let me just get myself situated. I'm, I'm a little uh, off this morning. So one, um, one of the things that, that I, I do hear a lot about is, you know, clients, you know, caregivers. How do I, for example, get somebody to, um, how do I get somebody to work live in? How do I get somebody to work a two-hour shift? How do I get clients to understand what my rate is? 
So I asked the question earlier in the week, does anybody understand what, you know, the value of perspective? So, and, and the most common response was, I took the post down, but the most common response in general was actually that, you know, what is perspective? What do I mean? Well, so what, what I mean by perspective, all right, um, it's, it's how you frame things. All right, so so let me let me put it in the simplest possible terms. You know, so like there's a meme that I've seen a lot that talks about, you know, well if we have, um, you know, there's a big difference between saying, you know, hey, good morning, I, I I hope you get everything you want in life, you know, you're such a good person, versus telling somebody, hey, I hope you get exactly what you deserve. I've said the same thing both ways, all right? And it's and it's a ridiculous, not ridiculous, but it's a little bit of an exaggerated example. I've said the same thing both oh, ways. Here we are. You know, but the what it comes down to is, you know, one sounds a lot better than the other. So there's there's not much of a difference when I'm talking about perspective. So let let's do this. Let me let me explain what I mean by this. Let's say we go to a client and our hourly rate is $25 an hour. I'm just using that as an arbitrary number. There is no there there is no um rhyme or reason why. I mean, everything ranges so drastically. Parts of Mississippi and Alabama I think charge $18, $19 an hour still and you know, you've I've got clients in Washington state charging almost $52 an hour. So just 25 completely arbitrary number. But if you're sitting down and somebody says, "Hey, listen, I really love your service. Could you do it for 24 an hour? So this is where understanding perspective and doing this mind shift, all right, mental mental gymnastics, whatever it is you want to call it, all right, where all of this comes into play, all right? So let's, let's um, how would I handle this? So if you tell me, hey, listen, I really want to sign up with you. Could you do it for 24 instead of 25? My next question is simply going to be, well, all right, how many hours a week do you really need? Oh, well, you know, I'm getting a substantial amount of hours. I'm doing, you know, 50, 50 hours I'm going to sign up for because I need 40 hours a week. And then, you know, I want to make sure somebody's here because of the commute and this, so on and so forth. So could we do it for a dollar less an hour? So now... If you're watching this on Facebook, you know, on live, leave a comment. How would you respond to somebody that did that? Would you give them the dollar? If you're watching the replay of this on our YouTube channel or on anywhere else, leave us a comment below. And also don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. Really helps us out. And I've noticed only about 10% of everybody is actually subscribed. So, um, but yeah, leave a comment below and let us know, would you just give in and drop the dollar? Or if not, how would you respond? I'll give everybody a minute here and see if anybody wants to chime in. All right. So if anybody does decide to chime in, just feel free. I'll I'll stop what I'm my explanation and my answer on this. See, the short answer is no. You don't give up on the dollar, okay? Um, because one dollar. Oh, there you go. You would give them the dollar. It depends. 
All right. And Jamie, you've said I would likely accommodate uh likely accommodate the request. All right. So here's here's uh my take on it. I say don't give them the dollar. Okay. Here here's why, Jamie. All right. Um get rid of that. All right. So this is the reason why. All right. If we're looking at $1, you drop your price by dollar, your caregiver rate is going to stay the same. So you're still going to pay your caregiver the same dollar amount that you were paying before. All right. Which what that generally means, okay, is that you have just sacrificed your margins. Okay. So that means you have less funds available to pay your caregiver, to manage your business, and to move forward. And the client doesn't get, you know, doesn't see that the sacrifice you have to make as a business owner, they still will expect the same level of service, even though it puts you out. That's one. That's that's a somewhat selfish position from a business owner's perspective. And quite frankly, you're probably sitting there like many others going well you know it's only a dollar does it really make a difference i think it does the other way and this is where perspective and framing come into place what are we going to focus on are we going to let the client stay focused on the one dollar discount per hour or are we going to have the client focus on the overall experience of working with us so again i will put myself in this situation Client says, hey, instead of 25, could we do it for 24? I'm getting 50 hours. So my question, and this is where framing and perspective comes into play to the client. Well, that's fantastic. I appreciate that you would put this much faith in us to take care of your mom, dad, or whoever your loved one is. But I have to ask you a very simple question. A dollar discount per hour, that's about $50 with the number of hours per week. Is that really going to affect your ability to afford our services? You see what I did? I threw it back on them. All right. Is it going to affect your ability to pay? Because the answer is, honestly, if it's yes, now we need to shift our conversation. Now we need to say, well, if it is going to be a matter of $50 per week or $200 per month that you, that it's a budgetary concern. Now let's work on the hours needed and let's build a strategic schedule. All right. Well, do you really need all 50 hours? All right. Is there a point throughout all of this that maybe you need more hours on one particular day and a few less hours on another? Is it that mom can't stay alone? See, now we have to look at the situation in its entirety. And once you frame it for the client in that way, where it's not a matter of, you know, trying to get over or trying to be the top negotiator and show that, you know, hey, I'm giving up this dollar. Now we're showing the client that is it really a matter of $50 or is it that your overall budget cannot absorb $200? And whatever the case may be, I just might not be the right service provider for you. You know, we might need to figure out a better solution for you. Yes, at that point, I can make the decision, Jamie, to bring the dollar down. But 
it, it really is going to depend on what the specific circumstances are. And a client, uh, I'm going to tell you more times than not, I've seen this. I've seen clients that are sitting on, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars because I've known their family for a while and I've sat there at the table and they've tried to nickel and dime me for, for a dollar or $2 per hour just to get the service less expensive. But once you frame it for them, it, you know, they, it now accommodates what they're trying to do. All right. Does that make sense to everybody? Yeah. All right. Fantastic. So how do we put this into practice when it comes to, how do we put this into practice when it comes to recruitment, for example? Now, this is a big challenge that we, that we end up facing in this industry, because let, let's be realistic. Recruitment's tough. Caregivers, the one of the one of the biggest things, and let's leave politics completely out of this. It's just a fact. Both sides of the aisle are completely wrong on this. And while the initial intent of that stimulus money they gave everybody was coming from a good place to help people out, it became a political thing. And the right blames the left, the left blames the right, and I think they're all a bunch of lunatics. All right. So that being said, it created a huge vacuum in our industry specifically, any industry, you know, whether you're a hospital, skilled nursing, home care, home health, if you rely on, you know, home health aides, CNAs, patient care techs, whatever it is, if you rely on people to come and perform these services for you, a vacuum was created. They were labeled as heroes, which they are. I am not, believe me, I am not knocking anybody who worked through the pandemic at all. But in the wrong circumstances, what it did was it created an opportunity for a lot of caregivers or people in that lowest that lowest rung of the ladder, which tends to be the home health aides and the CNAs. It gave them the opportunity to stay home and earn more money. It also created a secondary market, all right, which is what's causing a whole lot of problems in the home care industry right now specifically. Uh, whether it's private pay or Medicaid. What do I mean? I, I mean very simply that we are looking at, at this point, a um, this major vacuum that needs to be filled. Caregivers were working, collecting money from the extended unemployment. They, they were taking clients privately for cash, um, working off the books in a lot of cases, or working as 1099 employees, not understanding that they're eventually going to have to report that money because it depends on how things go with the client. So what this did was it took our overall market share in home care, whether it's, you know, the private pay, not so much, but mostly in, I'm sorry, the Medicaid, not so much, but mostly in the private pay sector. And it brought the market share from agencies uh, that was about 40%. And it brought it down, you know, 40%, 50% right around there. And it brought that market share all the way down to, you know, 15 to 25%, depending on the market. Because what's going on is that people are hiring caregivers privately. So here's, here's where all of this comes into play. If, let's say, your caregiver comes in, you're paying $15 an hour. Because that's what just about everybody's paying that right now if not more, it's give or take, you know, 12, 15, whatever it is, but it's in that range. 
and your caregiver is saying, no, I can go and pick up a client privately for, you know, for 20. I saw, so I need to make 20 an hour or they'll come in and they'll try to work with one of your clients and take them from you. Uh, if anyone that's watching this has been in business long enough, tell me, do you guys agree? Um, leave a comment. Have you seen a rise in caregivers taking your clients privately after they've worked together for a few months or some cases a few weeks? You know, um, this this has been I know it's been a serious trend with a lot of people that I've come uh, come in contact with over over the last you know two years at this point, because we do a lot of uh, recruitment assessments for clients and for facilities. And this is, um, you know, like skilled nursing and assisted living and things like that. And this has become huge. The other big trend, and and again, I get a lot of flack for this because there's a lot of um, recruitment consultants out there and people that will tell you, give an, a sign-on bonus. Look, I think that's a huge mistake. Okay. Um, excuse me a moment. Because all you're doing is rewarding bad behavior. If I know all I have to do is work for you 80 hours and you're going to give me an extra $500, $1,000, $2,000, whatever it is, I'm going to work with you, do what I got to do for 80 hours, and then my, my um, productivity levels are going to go down if I don't just flat out quit. I'll go work for another agency, collect my sign-on bonus from them after about 80 hours worked, and then so on and so on and so on and so on. I'll meet whatever criteria. Sometimes I'll work for two or three agencies and make sure my hours are are whatever the minimum required are in order to assure myself these bonuses. So you have to make sure that you're framing things properly. What benefit is there when it comes to working with your agency? You know, let's think about this. You know, if anyone's taken any of my marketing classes, I know Jamie, you you definitely have. You, you'll have heard me talk about the importance of structuring your story. Why do you do what you do? You know, like, what is it? You know, I'll tell you, me personally, what brought me into the home care business? Look, I was in home care when I was 15. I got tired of it. I left for the Army. I, after the Army, I opened up a clothing store. And then after, after a few different things, you know, I, I ran retail clothing for a while. After that, I, I came back into home care because my father got sick and we needed home care for him. And I was already familiar with the business. And the fact is that the company we hired did such a crap job with my father. Honestly, between the agency that we hired and the facility that he was in, the, um, the, the skilled nursing facility, which will remain nameless, you know, that he was in that that he ended up um, just passing away in because of hospice. Between those two, the service was so awful. The level of care was so awful that he passed away. All right. I think he would have probably lived a little longer or at least been able to pass more peacefully. So that drove me to actually sell my clothing stores and move back into the home care space. Okay. I wanted to go back into this because I, I just couldn't sit there and believe that there were agencies that were doing this bad of a job. And I started working. I started working doing recruitment again because I believe that the new caregivers, that good caregivers make good service. 
I do believe that clients deserve the dignity and respect. And having seen my father go through this and seen what my family went through and me being on the phone constantly arguing with people. Uh, okay. Um, what do you do when this happens and they sign a non-compete, non-solicit? I'll get to that. All right. I will, I will get to that question here momentarily. All right. So when all of this happened, I started working from the inside, eventually moved my way into franchising. And we built a solid training platform for everybody, for the marketing, for the sales, for the operations that built solid white glove service. I moved on. The owners no longer own that franchise system, and I can't vouch or speak for what they do now. But this is my story. It's called a hero story. You talk about what drove you. Why do you do it? And it has to be real. It has to be sincere. It has to come from the heart. And your clients have to understand this. Your referral partners have to understand this. And your, your uh, caregivers need to understand this because it's your passion that's going to bring more caregivers to you. It's your passion that's going to create that culture. Okay. Um, on my business page, and I've been posting it on social media, uh, and I'll put a link after we're done with this recording. Uh, next week, we are doing a whole free webinar with Augusta uh, Home Care Recruiting on culture, recruitment, and retention practices. And, and I'm going to be talking about this, like the needs of the caregiver, one of the needs of the caregivers for like-minded people. They want to work with people that care as much as you do. All right. So let's talk about this. So what do you do when this happens and they sign a non-compete, non-solicitation disclosure? Can can you please elaborate on that? What what do you mean? Like when a caregiver signs a uh, non non compete, like meaning if you have in your service agreement, hey, you can't steal my caregiver. Is that what you're talking about? All right, so I'm going to assume that's what we're talking about. You signed up. Okay, yes, exactly. All right, fantastic. All right, so the what, what happens is if you have your paperwork done properly, okay, and I'm actually going to – let me bring this up because we are – here we go. All right, so just get, bear with me one moment, and I will – here we go. Client sign up. All right, so I'm going to go over with you guys a service agreement here, okay? Because there's a couple of things that's going to help me answer this specific question for you. Um, hold on. Of course, when I need to find it, I cannot find it. Uh, just bear with me. I probably should have had this.
Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Okay. All right, so let me let me share my screen here with you guys, and I'm gonna go over. All right, so everybody could see this. All right, so what we have here is this is my version of a service agreement. All right, and these are some of the things that will help you, okay? And some of the points that your service agreement should have included in it to help minimize, okay? So, all right, just give me a quick thumbs up if you can see this, um, if you can read this, if it's big enough. All right, so what we have here is all the basic stuff. All right, uh, hold on, let's see, here we go. All right, we have all of the basic stuff, client information, your payment rates, how they're going to pay, long-term care stuff. You know, um, we're going to look at the billing information and everything else. So a couple of things that people tend to leave out when they're doing the, the uh, service agreement here is, one, they forget to add in a part about the the uh, the deposit uh if you're watching this on facebook i'm going to link um a video i'm sorry on youtube i'm going to link a video um up in the cards about the importance of a deposit strategy um you know this is very important and then the other thing is that you need to be here have in here uh Okay. Oh, I, I pulled up the wrong one. Uh, in here, you should have, this is, um, I'm sorry, this is not, not the right one, but there should be something in here that talks about non, not, non-solicitation. All right. So essentially, you the problem is that you cannot really, um, I think it's in the Bill of Rights. You cannot um, have in there anything that will limit caregivers opportunity you don't own your caregivers all right so as long as you know they understand that all of this is paid for and you know that that they have to do the deposit and everything else 
you got to explain it to them. Uh, let me bring up the Bill of Rights. I'm sorry, the uh, client. Um, here we are. Sign up. Terms and conditions. All right. So now we're going to talk a little bit about the terms and condition, payment, holiday insurance, all of this stuff that has to be included. Termination of client, uh, accepting emergencies, uh, agreement by the company, the rights, authorization. Here we are. In your terms and um, terms and conditions of services, all staff providing for this are employees of the agency, that you're responsible, that you've done everything, and no direct payments are to be made to agency caregivers. All right. That, these are the things that you want to include and that you want to make sure are in there. All right. So as long as all of this is included, you should not have any major complications when it comes to work, you know, dealing with your caregivers. Unfortunately, and this is one of the things you must first, you must check, check with your local state regulations and laws. OK, because things vary from state to state. But I will speak from a general federal perspective. And generally speaking, it it can be considered it, like you can't really stop somebody from earning a living. All right. So because and this is what I was getting at with, you know, both sides of the aisle screwed this up. They relaxed the rules because there was a shortage or some crisis of healthcare workers. Look, I, I, I get a lot of slack about this, but the fact is there, there was no hospital bed shortage. The beds weren't the problem. It was a lack of staff. Okay, and this is where where it all is going to come in. So because there was a lack of staff, they relaxed a lot of the rules. I'll give you a great example. Traditionally, in the state of New Jersey, home health aides had to be certified and could only work in the home. CNAs, certified nursing assistants, could only work under the direct supervision of a nurse. Therefore, they were limited to working within facilities. There were two jobs that did the same service, but they uh, were two distinct separate classes and they did this so that to minimize overworking people to minimize there was a lot of reasons why they did this i never quite understood the logic behind it but to some politician it made sense so fast forward to covid all of a sudden they relaxed those rules and now you're dealing with an opportunity for people to come in and work where, wherever they wanted and this happened in a number of states so this opened the door for people to work privately. Now, my whole thing is this. Communication is what works. Make sure that you have um, proper communication with your, with your clients. All right. Make sure that your clients understand that there is a clear risk to hiring and caregiver privately. All right. Um, some of these risks include homeowners insurance don't doesn't cover workman's comp cases. They're considered domestic servants or domestic employees. So if their dog bites the caregiver, it's not going to be covered because it's an employee. And there's a whole lot of other things. There's like misshift coverage. There's and you have to educate people properly. All right. I mean, this is one of the things that I, I, I do go into detail on during like marketing classes and things like that, 
but you gotta you gotta understand where everything comes into play and how it all kind of interconnects but the law is pretty clear non-competes don't hold up most of the time and you know the fact is that the um you can't you don't want to find yourself being accused of wage fixing meaning that you're trying to stop caregivers from going to work wherever they want to go to work to control the pay rate in the local market there uh, i think it was last year the department of justice and the department of labor went hard after a bunch of agencies down in texas all right that were doing that they actually conspired to make sure that everybody was paying about the same so this way they can they can control what they're charging because it was getting out of hand the caregivers were asking for too much but because they were actively participating amongst themselves to control the wage they they were breaking the law so that's that's kind of where where it is and that's kind of where it lands you can put a clause into your service agreement some agencies will do this they'll say well you know it's paramount or tantamount to um stealing and if you try to hire my caregiver uh, you're going to have to pay us as if you were this were an employment contract the issue is that this is a client looking for services not a facility so it's not like you're like it's a different scenario if you were doing staffing to a local skilled nursing or assisted living you can put in there that if they want to hire your caregiver they have to wait a certain amount of time to make the offer and then they have to buy out the projected loss that your agency will experience by hiring your caregiver it's a few thousand dollars whatever it comes down to and after a certain amount of time it becomes invalid anyway all right so i hope that answers your question a little bit Co documentation communication and just understand that at the end of the day unfortunately there's not a ton you can do there are recourses but not many all right um just just because um you know especially if if it depends on the state like you know let um, I, i'm gonna bring politics into it a little bit i don't like to do this but generally speaking if you're in a blue state meaning you're in a state with a primarily democrat party government it tends to be more towards the employee and states that you know tend are more red or more republican party run they tend to favor the rules more towards the employer all right you know it's the like i'm sure we've all heard it you know certain states are right to hire and other states are referred to as right to fire i mean it's a joke but it's it's pretty accurate you know so that that's really going to also depend on where you are specifically um like you miss brown I, I know you're in illinois and in illinois it tends to be very he heavily favoring your your caregivers more than you all right make sense all right so you know um if you're watching the replay on youtube leave a comment for us below let us know um have have you run into this problem because it is very common unfortunately and it's getting more and more common because care home care agencies just don't know how to educate their um they don't know how to educate their their clients so i'm gonna put up on the screen here you know um hold on uh i'm gonna put up on the screen and we're gonna go over some of the points if you want to talk to your clients about this at um 
when you're doing the in-home or you know the sign-up process or you're doing i think some places call it sofa visit couch visit living room visit i mean there's a hundred ways to call it so let me you know uh risk all right independent caregiver all right so if we are uh, hold on, I lost my screen here. Okay. Okay, so here we're going to, let me share with you guys so we can go over here. This is something that, you know, those who take my, my marketing class, you get, you actually get the templates of this. It's re risk of hiring an independent care provider. All right, you can go over with this. Majority of independent providers are not bonded or insured. Background checks are expensive. And especially if you guys are agency owners, you definitely know that this can, they can be expensive. You know, the independent caregiver, the household or the considered household employees. So taxes, social security, Medicare, Medicaid, all of this, all of these things that an agency normally covers, you know, um, falls on the homeowner. And should they fail to, and then that that caregiver tries to file taxes as a 1099 employee, somebody can get in a lot of trouble, all right, uh, for failing to report taxes or the other way around. And this is something your caregiver needs to understand. If your um, if the client files that they're paid they're paying uh, as a 1099 employee, and the caregiver doesn't report that money to taxes, they can even go to jail or prison for tax evasion. All right, so there's backup coverage is another issue and risk of theft. And then there's a few others that, you know, like I said, I, I go over this with in, in certain classes and I go over this in, um, you know, with the my monthly strategy clients and things of that nature that, you know, if you're watching the replay, please feel free to reach out and, you know, let us know if you're interested in working with us. Um, our website is actually going down today because we're redoing the website and we will be posting our updated services and ways to communicate with us on a newly designed website in the next week or two. Okay. So um, that's something to look out for. All right. So uh, speaking of classes, I have a class starting today um, at 11 o'clock. So that means my time is a little bit limited anybody have any questions doesn't matter what the subject is um just questions you guys want me to answer real quick i've got about 20 minutes and that gives me that'll give me time for about two maybe three questions all right while we're waiting to see if anybody's going to ask a question um, I have a, um, leave a, yeah, I'll go over the 1099 process with you. All right. So, um, just a quick question, uh, and everyone, whether you're watching us live on Facebook or you're watching the replay, does Saturday morning, is Saturday morning a good time for you guys to do these live events in the group or, oh, uh, class today at 11, I sent out. I have a marketing class that I was doing. It's just a four-day workshop. 
Yeah, I will. Um, I, I will be going into all of this here in a moment. All right. So, what class is at eleven? I have a class today at eleven. It's just a four-hour quick start, no BS. Just how to get your first few clients really quickly. Some things to understand. Um, you know, it's it's a condensed version of my four-week training class in order to make it more affordable. I'll post the link up after. Actually, if you're watching this in the group. You should be there should be a post for it today uh, up there there's still a few spots available all right uh here we are now 1099 yes so 1099 employees uh caregivers love it but here's the thing if you are a home care agency owner i will tell you the pros and cons of 1099 employees if you are um if it, it works out financially better for an agency owner to to um, put out you know to pay people 1099. That means you're just giving them uh, that you have them fill out a W9. You pay them you pay them uh, without taking any deductions out. No, let them worry about their own their own tax burden and everything else. You fall out at the end of the year. They worry about their taxes. It saves you money on the employer burden. It brings your burden down from about 22 to you know anywhere from 18 to 25 percent, depending on your state. It can bring down your burden to next to nothing, okay? Because they're an independent contractor. That being said, and this is the most important part: read the definition of a caregiver. They must be supervised. Anyone who is supervised and has a fixed schedule cannot be an independent contractor. You are telling them you have to be at Mrs. Jones' house every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 a.m. till 3 p.m., just as an example, okay? So, therefore, you are dictating their schedule. You're not telling them, hey, yeah, Mrs. Jones needs service three days a week. Go figure it out, Okay. That's not that's not what you're saying. You are putting it out there and you are assigning a caregiver to a client with, on a fixed schedule based on the client's needs. All right. So by definition, that means they cannot be a caregiver. The other big concern, okay, is that if we are looking at the actual definition, uh, the job description of what a caregiver is. What it is, is very simple. A caregiver is someone who works under the direct supervision of a nurse or a care coordinator, depending on the state and depending on licensing requirements. That means if you have somebody that, one, you are dictating their work schedule, and two, they require some sort of supervision, okay? And how can I prove this? especially if you are taking Medicaid. Don't, please do not doubt me on this. Look at your own paperwork. Look at your client charts. Every two, four, and six months, okay, you have to fill out a um, a nurse supervision or, or a visit supervision form. These people have to be supervised. Yes, they want to be 1099, but if you do this, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying to do it, Okay. All I'm telling you is you must verify with your accountant, with your attorney, with the labor department, what the definition is, 
But generally speaking, in most states, 1099 is an independent contractor and caregiver, by the sheer definition of what the work is, requires supervision, requires a fixed um, a fixed uh, um, schedule, and that means they neither qualify to be an exempt employee, meaning you can't just put them on salary, all right, because they're not in a supervisory role, and they cannot be 1099s because they do not work or operate as independent contractors. You can do it They, if you choose. I don't recommend it. Okay, and I would definitely tell you to find somebody who's properly licensed in your state to figure, you know, to answer this for you. All right. Uh, hope that answered your question uh, and that it cleared something up or made it a significantly more confusing. I don't know. I hope I, I didn't make it more confusing. But they will ask and you have to just explain to them that legally you can't. If it's not required legally in your state, remember nothing that we're doing here. This is um, information based on my personal and professional experience. I am not a licensed attorney or a tax professional. All right. Any other questions? All right. All right. So. Okay, so final thing, uh, depending on when you guys are watching this, we are running a, just to make it clear, until the Monday, the 11th of July, 2022, so that means today, Saturday the 9th, tomorrow, Sunday the 10th, and then until the close of business, which is 5 p.m. Eastern time, on Monday the 11th, I am running a special where all the documents you need you know, the client signups, the, you know, templates, you know, non-state specific stuff. Everything is generally created on Word documents. All the entire paperwork packet for $125, which is down from our usual rate of $350. All right. So we're, we're doing this. If you are, um, find us on Facebook, shoot me an email. Let me know you're interested and I'll send you over an invoice and we can get that taken care of. Um, so again, you know, please let me know if you guys like these Saturday morning trainings and um, you know Q and A sessions. If if you do, I'll I'll do my best to keep doing them because I, I'm here for you guys and I want to make sure everybody gets good value. Um, if if not, let me know what day works best for you guys, and uh, or if you want to see any other specific type of training content, uh, especially in the Facebook group. All right, you guys have a great rest of your weekend and we'll talk soon. Take care. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.